you can tell I have kids. Uh, awesome. All right, what's up, guys? Hi. Some new folks, and then like half the church is not here. Um, Dean, would you mind turning off the, the, the brights, the suntan? Ah, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I think we did the other one last time. My eyes are too beautiful, blue. Sensitive. I just like the light. So you like this? Yeah. I like those those beams off if possible. Ah, oh, it's so good. Are you guys okay with this? Yeah, sure. You can't see you at all. You can see it. It's okay. That's good. Just keep looking down. Yeah, awesome. All right, right on, guys. All right, I'm gonna pray. <laughs> uh, Jesus, thank you so much, Holy Spirit. We just ask you just come, pour out your presence here. Um, yeah, Lord, we ask you to uh, once again give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're doing tonight, um, and just just give us the food you have for us. I know there's things that you have for us tonight. And I just want to declare that if you're here, you're here for a reason. I heard that in the parking lot, like the right people are here. Um, there's something here for you to receive. Um, and it's so that you can give it. It's awesome. And you're going to love it. So, Father, thank you so much. I uh, just ask you to pour out your spirit, prepare our hearts. Amen. Awesome. What's up, Mitchell? Are you just waving? That's kind of funny. I was waving and waving, but I also want to say something. Hey, go ahead, man. <laughs> uh, my sister had a baby today. <laughs> it was an emergency C-section, and the baby got fluid in his lungs, but they got the fluid out of his lungs. But I just wanted all of us to just pray for him for like... 10 seconds all yeah. at once yeah. and just pray yeah. so much life over him yeah. and that his life is just totally going to be sustained yeah. with Jesus for eternity. No. What's his, name? his name is Connor James Almost. Jesus, we just pray for Connor right now. No brain life, but in fact, his brain is blessed, his spirit is blessed. He's going to walk in the spirit, power, and might, and closest to the intimacy with you and the rest of his days. And that uh, he'll just bring so much light to his family and salvation to the world. Amen. Amen. And uh, speaking of babies, Laban and Caitlin, well, Caitlin gave birth to a baby. Laban <laughs> did not give birth to a baby. And um, he did. He did. You guys are one for sure. They're going to, um, we're doing it next week, yeah? You guys are going to share? Yeah, okay. They're going to, um, you guys remember that video y'all helped in? If you didn't, yeah. then you don't remember. But um, there was a video we partook of, and it's really awesome if you haven't seen it. Uh, go on their Facebook, but they're going to share about that and share about their baby and stuff next week, so awesome. Um, awesome. Well, hey, if, if this is your first time here, uh, this has kind of been building upon something. Um, there's about eight of us that went to this thing in Florida, and we received a lot uh, of impartation, and um, the kingdom of God is not in words and talk, but in power, right? And in demonstrations of power and receiving uh, of life and spiritual food, and um, we just ate some good food there, and so we've been 
regurgitating it. Just kidding. Uh, but we've uh, <laughs> like little birdies, you know. No, uh, we've been um, we've been processing some things and just sharing because uh, you like that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's been really it's been a really interesting, awesome thing, right? God's been really pouring out a lot of um, just just cool stuff. So if you're here, uh, yeah, Father, I just declare that anyone who's here would supernaturally be caught back up and they're going to be like wow I was receiving those things the last two weeks even though I wasn't here and we just thank you Lord that, yeah um, and we're stoked that you're here uh, and we're all stoked to be part of the body right oh we're going to do this thing okay we've been doing this thing where like we've been submitting to each other and it's awesome you guys it's yes. like one of the coolest yes. things for me like yes. like your mind thinks it's almost kind of awkward you're like saying I submit to you to someone you don't know and like it may be kind of awkward, or you may think like it's kind of silly, but your spirit man freaking loves it. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm free in submitting to each other. So put your arm around or just touch someone next to you and just say, I submit to you. Just whoever they are, it doesn't matter. I submit to you. Just do it. Even if you haven't, just do it. It's awesome. Even if it's awkward, it's so good. Come on. Submit to you. Submit to you. Submit to you. Submit to you. Yeah. Come on. This is, um, you guys, why we do this is because our minds are being renewed, right? We're being renewed. So does it, who knows that it's finished, right? This is finished on the cross. Come on. Jesus did it. You don't have a sin problem. It's awesome. You, you are fully justified, glorified, all these amazing things. But there is a process going on here on earth, and, and it's, it's your mind, okay? Everything here is great. Your spirit man is awesome. It's, not, it's without lack. Everything is awesome. You and the Holy Spirit are one together. We're amazing, right? We learned, we're going through John. Somehow we're doing a series. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm serious. We did John 14 first week, then John 15, and we're actually going to read John 16 today. It is, it is like, you know, it's like a PowerPoint presentation. Except it didn't, I never did it. Um, I put no time in it, I was joking. Uh, so, um, but like, there's, there's just this amazing, okay, no, I'm going to talk about that. But your mind is being transformed, right? So your spirit man is made new, right? You're given a new creation when you got saved. There's all these amazing things when you said yes to Jesus. You got adopted into a family, right? You're part of a family, you're part of a body, you were created to operate in context of the body, right? We talk about that like the nose hopping around on the sidewalk doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know my purpose. Well, if you're not connected to the body, you're never going to figure out that you were designed to aid something, right? You're designed to serve. You're designed to be a part of something. And we talked a little bit about your spiritual giftings actually being unleashed in, again, the word context, in the context of loving others, right? There's so much about context and, and because... We need to understand that we're actually a body. And it's amazing because we have bodies as references <laughs> to learn about what that works like, right? Like I was saying the other day, like we are submitted to each other. My knee is submitted to my hip. It's submitted to my femur. It's submitted to everything. It's making this thing work as I'm walking, right? Sometimes I trip and fall, but most of the time, everything's submitted to each other. And, 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 and the moment my knee rebels and says, I don't want to do what I want to do, it's, you know, it's... Right? Um, 
and, and God, God's awesome because he gives us super easy metaphors to like understand things, right? So anyways, we're, we're a body and we're designed to work together and to be connected. Um, and so, yeah, if you've been outside of family, I'm just excited for you being drawn back. Do you have your children's storybook Bible with you by chance? It's okay. Does anyone have a children's storybook Bible with you? I can get it. It's okay. It's okay. No, you're, no, you're good. I read this little Bible. Uh, it's not. I read this little children's Bible to my kid like every night, and there's sometimes these stories, man, they just really pop out. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, our minds are being renewed, right, guys? We're learning to think like how he thinks. We've been given a new heart, been given a new creation, but our minds are, are, are in the process of being renewed. Um, and so uh, that's why we submit to one another, because it's so, it's so opposite, but your spirit, man, is so blessed by it. Like, you're actually free when you submit. It's weird, right? It's upside-down kingdom. And I was saying, we've been saying the last couple weeks, is like, if we understand it's an upside-down kingdom going into it, it's a lot easier to learn. Because if every time you're surprised, it's like, <laughs> you haven't realized it's upside-down kingdom. You see what I mean? And when you understand it's upside-down kingdom, you know what to look for. That makes sense? Like, you, you're actually free in your submission. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're actually, I'm going to jump right into this. Um, we talked, We talked. like I said, this is building upon some things, so um, yeah, it's all good. God's going to do that for y'all. Um, we talked last week about living a life that was subconsciously living and consciously living. Like, you're subconsciously breathing, and sometimes we subconsciously walk. We're not even thinking about it, right? We just do it. It's just natural I'm not thinking about pumping the blood to my fingertips, right? It's just subconscious. And a lot of us do a lot of things subconscious, like uh, driving. A lot of time we drive subconsciously. And honestly, it's, it's not like dangerous. You just, you drive, and if I were to be like, hey, for the last five minutes, what do you see on the road? You have no idea. You're just, right? You're just subconsciously driving. Some more subconsciously <laughs> than others. But um, there's things that we do that are subconscious, and then there's something that we do that's a conscious decision and the only main difference is that the will is engaged, right? You're making a decision. I'm consciously choosing I'm going to walk over here as opposed to like maybe I'm just talking and subconsciously walking and I'm not even thinking about it. And, and the Father is really inviting us to live a life where we're consciously living a life with Father, yeah. right? Like because he's already in you and you're in him. So I'm doing some recap here. John 14, Jesus says, Philip says, show us the Father. He says, Philip, don't you know? Philip, don't you know? And, um, and he... Uh, he says, I'm in you, you're in me, and, and, and we're in you. And it, you keep going back and forth. He's trying to make this point that he said, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me, and I am in you. And it's like, you know, they are here in, in this physical body. And he says, we'll come and make our home with you. Um, and so subconsciously, we're with the Father. You don't have to do anything. You're, he's with you. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, right? But then there's a place of actually consciously engaging with him. Do you see the difference, though? Because if you don't understand that he's already subconsciously there, you're trying to get him to come to you when he's already there. Right? It's like the prayer. Remember, I'm, like, repeating jokes here. But there's, like, a, a, a joke. Like, uh, I think Bill Johnson said this. It's, it's awesome to me. He's like, there's this angel in heaven that has to, like, translate the prayers to God, you know? Because we're like, God, just be with me today. And he's like, I don't get it. Like, I... My name's Emmanuel, God with man. Like I already said, I'll never leave them or forsake them. And I already said, I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me, and I'm in you. 
and, and the prayer, when we pray for something that we already have, we, 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 lose, we miss the point, right? Yeah. There, there's times for asking and there's times for declaring. Right? Okay, so we don't, we don't want to be confused about that. We want to say, oh, thank you, Father, that you're with me. Not, oh, God, oh, please come. Man, you're asking for a huge miracle. But that was already done. The miracle of God being with man is the biggest miracle ever, but it's already done. We needn't ask for what we already have, right? Right? Okay. Um, so, so anyways, we already are subconsciously, he's already here, right? But as we consciously engage in, with him and we acknowledge him, um, is there any way to turn off the lights? I know, like, someone didn't like it, but... It's, it's, do you? It's rough for me. Maybe a hat. I'm just like super Norwegian. I don't want to wear sunglasses indoors. I had it last week. I was all right. Whatever. Um, I am wearing a nicer shirt today. So um, you guys want to see me. That's the point. That is a joke. Um, so I can't get these lights turned off. Sound possible? No, really, don't get the lights turned off unless I'm like in the pitch black. Is that possible, please? I just, it's rough for me. It's like when you're in like Target and like you, there's like those night lights everywhere, you know? You know when you're in Target and you got the neon lights and they're ever, oh, this is so good. Oh, no, that one, that one, that one. You can turn on the other one. I just want that guy off. There's two floodlights. That's all I want. That's, oh, my God. It's so good. Are you guys okay with that? Oh, this is so much better for me. Seriously, thank you. Thanks, Dean. I really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, it's the target effect, you know? <laughs> it's like the worst. Uh, okay. Sorry, guys. Um, but we're subconsciously with him. He's already there, but there's a point of consciously engaging with the Father, right? You're acknowledging him that he's there. You're engaging with him, and it's actually a two-way relationship, and it's really awesome. And, and John... John 15, he's saying, no longer do I call you a servant, but a friend to me you shall be. And, and, and he starts calling him a friend. And there's, there's something about friendship where it's a two-way engagement in a relationship. And anyways, it's really powerful. So, um, but I want to, this week, so we're talking about subconscious and consciously living, right? And being aware of what you're doing, consciously, like, actually engaging. Now, there's another word that sounds like consciously doing something. It's the word conscience with an N. Anyways, as we're going to talk about today, um, we're going to actually talk about what your conscience is and, and, and what that looks like to actually be led by your own conscience and to let your conscience lead you and to actually walk that out, right? And like I said, we live in Northern California. I understand the New Age thing is like totally here or whatever, not that I care about it, but um, may we not forsake the real thing just because there's a phony baloney thing going on, you know what I mean? Like... Even if it sounds like, wow, that sounds like mystical and powerful. Because it is mystical and powerful. It's the kingdom of heaven. It's just the real deal, right? Okay. Um, I mean, you right? Is that okay? Or, I mean, I know we're in Northern California, but there's, we're not talking about your chakra, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Don't be confused, you know? I mean, the Lord sits in heaven and laughs at his enemies, okay, guys? It's okay to laugh at these stupid demons. They're super stupid. They don't have any... They don't have any authority. They have power. It's just super weak. It's like me fighting Floyd Mayweather. It's like a... It's easy. It's over. Right? That'd be horrible. Or Mike Tyson. That'd be worse. Mike Tyson would be horrific in his prime. Maybe um, death sentence. But um, you see what I'm saying? There's, they don't have authority. They're not, there's not legal 
rights there. So unless you give it to them, but I'm not talking about that. Okay, um, but I'm going to talk about being led by your own conscience. And you guys, this is super, super huge. It's one of those things that's like, it's changed my walk with the Father. First of all, the whole point of of us coming together is to stir each other up by way of reminder. And the whole main thing is to hear the Father, right? The whole thing is that you would hear the Father's voice and you would learn to actually engage in a relationship with Him, right? I mean, I, there was a, I had a while where I learned about God before I actually got to know Him. You see what I mean? Like, you can study about Him and learn about Him in the Bible, and that's awesome, but the point is that it would lead you to the man. Yeah. Right? Okay, the Bible says, like, they search the Scriptures because in them they think they have life. I know the phrase isn't little did they know, but it's the only thing I can think of. It's pretty much like little did they know uh, that the Scriptures are pointing to me, and if they would come to me, they'd have life, right? Um, it's just like, little did they know. I know that's not what it says, but whatever. Um, okay, cool. So we're going to talk. The point is, what I'm saying is, is, is this relationship with the Father, and we're learning about Him and what He's like. Um, you know, the main difference between Moses and all the other people in, in, the, in the desert is that Moses knew his ways. Yeah. The people knew the law. They knew, they knew what to do, what not to do, and they couldn't keep it, but they knew it. But it says that Moses knew his ways. And so as we get to know the Father's heart and we get to know his ways, we have context for his word. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so if you didn't know me... Some of you don't. If you didn't know me, you didn't know my heart, you didn't know who I am, what's going on in my life, and I said something, but you didn't know my ways. You didn't know the context. It's very easy to take it out of context. And, you know, if I say something, whatever, risque or whatever. Uh, like last week, we are talking about sex. It's awesome. Like we're talking about it in, in the service here. But if you didn't know me, if I was just some random guy, you'd be like, uh, but there's a context, Right? And the same thing with the Father. We know his heart. We know we're learning his ways and what he's like. And it helps us to understand scripture. It helps us to understand what he's doing in our lives, right? And his ultimate desire for friendship, right? And, and relationship. Okay, I'm going to read um, John. I'm like, I'm like, okay, next. It's like the most amazing thing ever. Like, <laughs> so whatever, you know, eternal friendship with Father. Okay, next. Uh, <laughs> You guys are all like, uh -huh. um, it's either good food or you're like totally zoned out thinking of like the Sixers game. Um, me and Mitchell went to Bunami for her and like we're watching this game and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh my God, it's like one second left and they're like down and it's like all this like, and then like, I'm like watching, I'm like, I think something crazy about to happen. This guy makes like a game winning shot and this dude at the bar is like, <laughs> like freaking out. I was like, I told you. It was just really funny. Talk about distraction. All right. So. John chapter 16. You guys with me? Sorry. A little commercial. I, I'm distracted just like y'all. Or you're not distracted. Either way. Here we are. Okay. I'm going to go through John 16. And, um, hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pray because here's the deal. Kingdom of God is not in words and talk, but in power. Right? And Father wants to impart things to y'all. And here's the deal. Remember what I was saying? We're getting our minds renewed. This isn't to forsake the mind. This is just to allow the Father to speak to you and like to actually hear what he's saying. So I'm going to pray because we need stuff to understand. And the things we need are ears to hear and eyes to see, right? Okay. 
So God, I just pray right now um, for all of us, including me, just, Lord, that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you're doing. And that we would discern what you're doing, what you're saying, and we would have those eyes and ears for each other, Lord. That we would be able to actually receive life, what it is. Yeah, eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. Okay. John 16. I think I'm just going to read this chapter. That way you don't have to read it for homework this week. Um, you said boo. You don't like homework. That was a joke. Um, you, don't have, you don't have homework. Uh, John 16. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. I want to touch on that because, see, oftentimes we're getting persecuted, but not just by people in the world, but we get persecuted by our own family, and we're shocked by it, and it's offensive. And I just want to say, guys, have mercy on the person who's persecuting you. Okay? Like... You're probably about to persecute someone too, okay? <laughs> like, just, <laughs> you're not perfect. Like, understand where your righteousness comes from, right? See, here's the deal. If you don't understand where righteousness comes from, then this, the snare, the trap of self-righteousness is lurking around the corner. It wants you to agree with it. It wants you to think you're something. And you are something, but your righteousness is of God, okay? You, you have hurt someone, you are probably hurting someone, and you are going to hurt someone. We are humans. It is just what's going on here. Welcome to earth. And it sucks, but God is perfecting us, okay? And, and, and you, I'm, not, I'm not declaring that over you. I'm not like, you're going to hurt people. I'm just trying to say there is a reality to, to having grace when you see things clearly for yourself, right? When you understand your righteousness comes from God, right? Like your, your righteousness is as filthy rags, right? To God on your own strength. But because of Jesus, we're clean and it's awesome. But where you know when it if you know where righteousness comes from, which is from Jesus, it's a lot easier to have grace, right? When someone's tripping, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I like when he says this because he says, "They will put you out of the synagogues." Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering service to God, and they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. And there's 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 brothers and sisters who are fully saved in our body who we love so much that may be lacking a revelation of the Father, just like you are, and may be persecuting you because of it, right? Is that okay? And you the same. <laughs> so just understand, if, if you're hurt by someone, have grace on them. Uh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, it, people are going to fail you, and when you understand that, there, there's a lot of freedom to get healing. And, and if you've been hurt by someone, the, 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 step, the first step is to forgive, right? I mean, there's no... Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, we want signs and wonders, but we have, to, we have to allow Holy Spirit to deal with our heart, okay? If you're offended, the Bible says, I forget where it says, but it says, um, if you have an offense towards your brother, like before you go to the altar to lay your sacrifice down, just leave that whole situation and, and go and make that right. Yeah. It's such an emphasis. And, and, and in the context, there's a very high emphasis on sacrificing and laying down an offering to the Lord. So it's not like, hey, stop eating your ice cream Sunday and go, no, he's saying like, Stop doing this really, really important thing because this offense you have is much more important. Isn't that? Do you guys understand? Okay, there's, 
such power in having your conscience being clean. And we're going to talk about that because to be led by your conscience, you're going to have to go look into your conscience and it might be a nasty, scary place. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of courage to look into your own soul, or honestly. It's probably one of the more brave things you can do. Um, the journey to the center of the earth. It's like Osmosis Jones, but different. <laughs> but different. Does it make sense? Okay, so... Oh, I licked the mic. It's an idea. Cover um, your microphone every time. Yeah, because the Britney Spears one, I can't talk without everyone hearing everything I'm saying. At all time, I can't be, you know, I can't like train tongues. Or, like, I can't have any. I'm recorded for the next two hours, and they don't like it. You know, you just see what I'm saying. Now I can come back, even though you guys can hear me anyways. But um, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks, mom. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I'm just joking. Thank you. It's okay. This thing already smells weird. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got all these people, like, breathing and, like, you know. And so, okay. All right, all right, all right. John, <laughs> you guys are loosening up. You're, like, the quietest people ever. Okay. Uh, it's good, Zach. That's good. I know. It's good food. People don't talk when it's good food. I'm with you. Um, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering service to God. Okay? Listen, their hearts are in the right place. Do you understand? Do you hear it? They think they're offering service to God. He's not like, and they are malicious and they're trying to hurt you. No, I'm trying to explain to you that when a brother or sister says something that's wrong and it's hurtful, and, 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 and just understand, they may actually think that they're doing the right thing here, okay? Yeah. Like, have mercy, have grace to those who don't have this revelation. And understand the revelation comes from heaven so you don't get puffed up and there's not a judgment, right? Yeah. Right? Because love builds up, knowledge puffs up. Right? So when you're loving them, okay. Mm, 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 mm. But I've said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Here's the point. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So if he's got that covered, <laughs> I would propose that it's not our job to convict the world of sin. They already know. Everyone knows. I was in the world for a good period of time. Everybody knows. Okay. Everyone knows they're giving into their lust. Everyone knows that it's wrong, okay? Your job is to point them to the way out. And, 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 and let me tell you what you're looking for. You're looking for the ones who have had enough, okay? The ones who have eaten their fill and are like, right, you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. done. I'm just done. You're looking for those ones because it's, it's an easy, easy cash-in for heaven, whatever you want. I'm joking. But... Um, <laughs> I'm totally joking. But at the same time, you, you begin to train your eyes to go, oh my God, this person is like not stoked right now. Like they're looking for the way out and we get to tell them it's Jesus. We, we have the answer from heaven. We have the answer to their hell on earth here, right? It's awesome. But, okay, just understand. 
Because if, if we think our job is to convict people of sin, you guys, it's it's already done, okay? Okay. So good. Um, and when he comes, he will convict the world. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Wow. I wonder if people in the world know that because they don't believe in God that it's a sin. It's interesting because he says that he's doing that. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. And it's his job to convict the world concerning sin. Interesting. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment because the rule of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot, hear, you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Let's do that again. Here's the deal. These words are life. It's, it's if we believe them, right? We have faith. We have faith. But belief is and requires the will, right? We've been given faith, but belief is, is our part, right? Jesus says, believe. You choose to believe, okay? You're really just agreeing with what it, reality is. You're just agreeing with what's already been done. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. So all that the Father has is his. And then the Holy Spirit's going to declare what's mine and give it to you. So I love how he speaks like this. It's like, it's simple, but it sounds like, he almost makes it sound tricky. To, but if you like, just play the song backwards, it's like amazing. Like for our English, you know, like, <laughs> why don't I say it this way? And I'm not changing the meaning at all. Everything that dad has is mine as well, and the Holy Spirit is going to give you everything that is mine, which is everything that the Father has, because he's given it to me. That's not a worse. But you understand? You guys understand? <laughs> does, that, does that help you? Does it help you digest a little bit better? I mean, maybe maybe y'all have a better, you know, I'm just here because I'm supposed to be, not because I'm a good speaker or something. <laughs> all right. Um, all... <laughs> He chooses the equipped, right? He, he equips the chosen. Um, what? Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying. What do you say? Say the saying. Say the saying. The saying, it's a, it's a Christianism. Have you guys learned about Christianism? Some are true, some are not. Christianese. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Right, that's not in the Bible. But there's many things that are, uh, are Christianese that are not true. Some are true. I think this one's true. It says um, God does not uh, call the equipped. He equips the called. Okay, so um, for some of you guys are like, oh my god. Other people are like, I heard it before, man. I heard it before. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's important to understand that, right? Because if you're trying to qualify yourself and, and figure that out before, before being sent by the Father, instead of Him telling you to do something and you step into it and all of a sudden everything you need is there, right? It's, it's awesome. Okay. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that He will take what is mine and declare it to you. A little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, what is this thing that he says to us? A little while, you don't see me. And again, a little while, you see me. Because I'm going to the Father, question mark. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? Okay. Yeah. Jesus knew 
that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you're asking yourselves? What I meant by saying, A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You'll be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth... Dang it. Screen adjusted. Um, when a woman is giving birth... Oh, there it is. When a woman is giving birth... Caitlin, Ashley, Mitchell's sister. She has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. So Jesus is doing something here. He's transitioning He's actually fulfilling the role of Christ, which is to bring us to the Father. Do you guys understand the point of Christianity? Is to reconcile man to God. Right? If you think being a Christian is so that you, you, you can heal the body, and you can, you can sleep good at night. I'm just doing the Kirby thing. But um, if you think it's about being healed and power and peace and sleep, it's to make it a cult. It's to pervert it in a way. Those things are side effects, and they're great. But the point is the ministry of reconciliation. That, that we were separated, and yet made in his image with the intention of being reconciled to God. Right? Through justice and through mercy, through Jesus, right? Okay. So the point is that you'd be with your Father. And if you understand the point is the relationship with the Father, well then, it kind of puts the emphasis on, on the right syllable, right? Um, the point, the, the, the point of it all is that we'd be reconciled to the Father through Jesus, okay? It's all about the relationship with the Father, okay? That's what he's getting at here, right? That's the point of it, okay? So Jesus is actually saying, hey, you guys have, you, he said, I've been with you, and until this point, you've asked me nothing, but I'm actually, I'm actually bringing you to the Father, so here's what I want you to do. In that day, you ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you. Whatever you ask of the Father, now I want you to ask the Father in my name. Do you see that? Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He's like, all right, here's, here's Dad. Dad, beloved, I want you to ask him in my name. You cool? <laughs> right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Right? There's a purpose. The point is that your joy may be full. Okay? Yeah? Okay. Very joyful. Um, right? There's a point. The point is to reconcile to the Father. The point is that our joy would be full. I like, um, has anyone ever read like Martin Lloyd-Jones, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones? Yeah? He's like super amazing. He's, he's very old. I mean, he's not here on earth anymore, but he was very old. Um, <laughs> And he's from like a he's like an England preacher type of guy. But if you guys ever had a chance to read Roman commentary, it is like it's like like Brian says, like eating like a bowl of like nuts and bolts for cereal for breakfast. But it is so good. Like reading it is really hard because he literally writes an entire book on one chapter, like a five hundred page book. It's but anyways, he says this thing in an interview. He's talking about the 
Scottish confessional faith or whatever it's called. And um, he says, the chief end of man, like which all these English churches came to, he said, the chief end of man is this, they kind of concluded, is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I love it. I think that's very accurate. Um, I think the Bible is pretty clear about that, right? In a lot of ways. Um, let's go here. Sorry. Okay. 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 Joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I... Here you go. I will not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. Okay? The point is Jesus bringing us to the Father. Do you see? He's, he's doing the handoff, handing the baton. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father. I'm not going to ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Salvation, right? Romans 10. That if you, that if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. This is, the, this, is, this is how you get saved. It's awesome. There's nothing else. I came, I came from the Father and have come into the world. And now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you're speaking plainly, not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things. Now we know. It's amazing. But... It's us, right? And we, how many times have we heard, right? Same things. God is very, very, very patient. Now we know that anyone, we do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, that was a slap. Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come. When you will be scattered, each to his own home and leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I say these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So there's such a, if you want, I would suggest reading John 14 through 16 together because there's such a theme here. I mean, it starts out him like explaining, hey, I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and we're both in you, and we're coming to make our home with you. Then he goes on to say, abide in me and I in you, right? It's this conscious abiding. And then now he's saying, hey, I'm going to send the helper to you. And, and we're learning. Here's the deal. I want you guys to hear me out on this, okay? I think we do such a good job of describing the, the distinguished parts of the Trinity, of dissecting what the role of the Holy Spirit is, Jesus' role, the Father's role, the Father's location, Jesus' location, the Holy Spirit's location, the physical anointing of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling anointing of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> Jesus, Lord on the cross, Jesus, my bridegroom, Jesus, my friend, Holy Spirit, my counselor, Holy Spirit, convicting the world. It's like, we, right? You guys like, stop, please. Um, <laughs> we, we have done such a good job of identifying the three different parts of God that it almost dilutes the awesome power and reality that God is one yeah. and God is with man. So good. Do, hear me out. God, God, capital G, ruler of the universe, creator of the universe, is in me and I am in him. Yes. Okay. We dilute it because we're like, oh, just, we, just, we just got Holy Spirit. <sighs> no, we just got like this little feathery thing. 
Jesus is in heaven. Father's up here. They're like ruling the world. I got like this little like sweater vest, coffee mug, Holy Spirit, <laughs> hipster mustache thing going on here. And he wears mustard yellow and he's a nice guy. <sighs> we, we, the Bible distinguishes them so that you would understand, but not that you, that you would throw out the reality that they are one. Philip, Philip said, Philip said, Jesus, show us the Father, and it's enough. Philip, have you been with me so long, and you do not understand that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? It's like, and we forget that God is omnipresent. Why can't he be in heaven and here at the same time? He said he's omnipresent. Uh, no, the Father's in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. But he said that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and I am in you. And he said, we come to make our home in you. But we're like, yeah, but you see, there's three. There's one God. There's one God. There's one God. I, I, I understand that we use the apple analogy. It's great. You, got, you, got the, you ever heard this? The apple described the, the Trinity, right? You got the skin. You got the thing. And you got the core, right? But it's an apple. And when I eat the apple, if you're like Jared and you eat the core, where is he? Eric Garrity's course um, of Apple. <laughs> right, Greta? you never seen him? Not oh, not anymore. He stopped. He started growing an apple tree in his belly. Um, but you guys, you have eaten an apple. And God is one. See, we have diluted the awesome, awesome word that, hey, the temple made with hands was not acceptable for me. I wanted a temple. You are the temple. <laughs> You are my body. I have come to be, to live with you. A temple not made with hands. We, right? He, he said that. You're being built up as a spiritual storehouse. In our, in our great desire to, to, to distinguish and to understand, we, we have, I, I fear we have diluted in, in part. It's not, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just exposing something, right? But, we, we, we dilute this awesome, awesome reality that God is with us, and we are with God. He, he says, I am in you, and you are in me, and we're going to come make our home in you, right here. And so when, when you think in that term, which is reality, it's not an opinion, right? Asking God to come and be with you is, is so, so strange, <laughs> It's, it's so foreign. He, he's here. And when you're trying to explain to someone who doesn't understand this, how they hear the voice of God, you're like, I don't, I don't know, man. He's in me and I'm in him. It's like it's, like it's here. It's like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, some people here have heard the audible voice of God. That's awesome. That's cool. I, I haven't. That's cool, though. I love it. I'm down. I would be down. But the, the beautiful thing is that he's in me and I'm in him, and it, it's here. You know, when you're, when you're first walking with Jesus, and if you just got saved, this is probably you. You're learning to discern if it's my voice or the Father's voice because they're both so close. Because they're, in, they're sharing real estate, you understand? They're roommates. And they were roommates. Um, it's fine. Um, but they're roommates. Do you understand? Okay, so, okay. So if you're new, a believer, or if, you're, if you've been with the Lord for a while, but you're learning to hear the voice of God, 
you are being trained to discern the voices. Is it is it my voice? Is that my thought? Or is that the Holy Spirit? Sorry, let's take that out. Is that God? Because we Holy Spirit is like sweater vest feather boy now. It's amazing, even though he is the spirit of God. Okay. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. No, the Spirit of God. Okay? I like to say Holy Ghost. Just kidding. The Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm joking. But um it, our culture, right? Um anywho. Just because he's loving doesn't mean he's not powerful, okay? It's an understanding. Okay. Um, but, you guys, we're, we're learning and growing to discern, is this the voice of the Father, is this my voice, or is this the voice of the enemy? Right? There's three voices. And so, the point is that you would learn to grow in your relationship with the Father, and you spend time with him that you discern his voice. Right? When my mom calls me, I don't need her to say, this is Sharon. It's redundant. I know her voice. I have spent many times with her. If I don't know you, you call her, what's up, man? I'm like, it's like someone who texts you, doesn't know your phone, doesn't, you don't have their phone number saved. Like, hey, man, how are you? My first thing is, who is this? <laughs> who are you? I don't know you. But if I don't know your voice, it's because I haven't spent time with you. People are like, I can't, I don't know the voice of God. Spend some time with the Father. Do, do you understand? It's not a rebuke. It's, a, it's an encouragement. It's life. It's, it's, it's what you want to do deep down. You were created for a relationship with the Father. Remember, the point of it all was to reconcile you to the Father. You were the joy set before Him, right? Okay, okay, so you guys, the main, I feel like that is a big thing. We, if, he, if Jesus says, hey, I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and we're both in you, and we hear that and we're like, yeah, but they're in heaven. Hmm. Okay. But that's not what he said. But have we forgot that he's omnipresent? And that he's one. He's not three gods. We are a monotheistic situation here, right? He's one. Now, I understand if you want to come up to me and talk to me, but yeah, Zach, there's different... I know the different roles, okay? We all know them. We all know the distinctions of the different personhoods and all these beautiful, amazing things about the, the reality of the, the distinction of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and the Father and Jesus and, his, and what, what, what happened, you know? But, but God could have manifested himself as the Father on earth. He chose to come as the Son. There's a submission, right? Okay, so just I just want to drive that home, that God is one. I'm not creating a new theology here. I'm just wiping away the dust over we have, like I said, like we have, uh, we have made the Holy Spirit into this like thing that's just like, yeah, he's here, but like pigeon-toed, like sweater vest, mustache, whatever and Adam I said that's just cool I'm not hating on it I'm just saying um, God is with you so when we're in a, when you're from a place that God is with me and I'm with him and we're here all of a sudden the whole victim thing seems stupid too all of a sudden fear of demons seems foolish as well yeah. do you see these realities that the Bible says are foolish start to become oh my God <laughs> 
Whoa, God's actually here with me. Okay, demon. All right, fear. Okay, victim. I'm not a freaking victim. I have God with me. Yeah, victim. You will go through tribulation, but don't worry. I've overcome the world. Yes. Yes, I'm living inside of you. I have not forsaken you. P.S. I'm with you. My desire is for you, not against you, right? That you would overcome. The Bible says we're more than conquerors. In the very least, you're a conqueror, right? Yes! Okay? Right? So, you guys. Anyways, do you guys want victim mentality to be gone? I do. I do. I do. I do. I hate it. I hate them very much. Um, but I, I don't like it because, first of all, we saw my emotional time. And um, time is money. No, um, I just, I, I, I don't want to be victimized, but I, but I am. I am because we're trained. It's, I'm, not, I'm not, God's not mad at us. He's just like, you're not a victim. It's like, psst, you have a bazooka. It's like, you are armed. We're like sitting on the ground with like all these weapons around us. We're like, oh, what was me? It's amazing what we do. It's because it's because we're not we're not conscious consciously abiding in this great reality that God is with man, right? The point of it all that that God would be that we'd be reconciled to the Father. Is, it, is this good? Okay. And again, I am not saying you suck if you victimize yourself. We're we have all done this, but the goal is that we would get that broken off. And 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 His heart is that you that you would know your true identity. Because all of the, what I'm saying here means nothing if you don't know that you've been adopted into a family and that you are a son or a daughter and that you have a purpose and an identity in him. Because when you know your identity, you know that you're more than a conqueror. The, 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 the point is that we would explore the more part. But we, we must understand that we're a conqueror. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. The more is really what it's about. The more, the, the, the romance, the bridegroom, Right? It's like David's bride cost for his first bride was like 10,000 foreskins or something, right? It's horrific. It's like disgusting. Um, when you really think about it, it's pretty bad. Um, it's like bags. And David's like, imagine being like David's like mighty men. It's like, boys, please collect the foreskins. It's like, oh, bad, right? Um, but his bride price was so much more. It was his life. It was him being sacrificed. It, and, he, and he paid it for us, right? So... Anyways, guys, don't do that. I know some of you single guys out there are like trying to impress some ladies. Do not. Do not. We, we, right? We see it all the time. Bags of foreskins at our door all the time. Stop it with the bags of foreskins. Um, <laughs> the new people are like, oh, God. please no. Um, okay. It's just got to stop. My daughter's only one years old, guys, okay? Slow down. She got plenty of time. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's four skins in my door. Um, joking. Um, that is true. Yes, yeah, so there was a couple bags of bloody foreskins at my door for Gabriella, my one-year-old. No. Shut up. Oh, my God. Joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving on. I don't know Just joking. Uh, yeah, just totally joking. Um, really joking. Um, kill that religious spirit. Amen. Yeah. Um, we're set free for freedom's sake, right? Sometimes people will be like, you're set free so you can perform your duty. It's like, 
It's so backwards to the context of the Bible. Again, context, context. Please, just read more. <laughs> just keep reading. I'm not even saying I'm like this amazing scholar. I'm just saying, keep reading. Because when you know the context, you know the heart of the Father, you were set free for freedom's sake. The point is to bring you to the Father, not that you would perform an act. The Bible says that his angels are ministering flames of fire or whatever. They can do all the work, okay? It's not about that. God is not concerned about getting his will accomplished. He, he wants to, but he's not like, I need this person to get saved so that he can perform my... It's like, dude, God, flick of his finger, it's done, okay? Yes. God is not at war with demons, okay? He created demons. He's not like arm wrestling with them with Satan, like, oh, yes! <laughs> Satan had to come and ask permission, okay? Like, like a, okay, you understand me? At any moment, the Father, he's, okay? The created ones are not, they don't have a chance with the Creator, okay? Just understand that. This isn't an arm wrestle where God's like, oh, Satan, God, Satan, no, no, no. No, no, no. The enemy is here, and the Lord allows him to do certain things. But it's all that we would be sanctified. We're, the, the enemy is just pawns on God's chessboard. He's like, let's move this over here. Yeah, go ahead and test my son David. Go ahead. Go ahead, tempt him. I'm talking about this David, not David. Um, go ahead. And, 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 and he allows him, right? God doesn't tempt us, right? The Bible says that. But just understand, the enemy is, he's like a little chihuahua with like a really loud, annoying bark. Who, if you were to actually see one, I'm not talking about a pack of chihuahuas, Brian. Those, are, those have power. <laughs> Brian's like, one of the most demoralizing ways to die would be to be attacked by and mauled by a pack of chihuahuas. And I guess that happens in like Mexico or something. Yeah. Like the most embarrassing way to die. How'd you get to heaven? <sighs> Freaking chihuahuas, man. Again! There's like a little, there's a place where all the chihuahua guys hang out. Yeah, the chihuahua melon Like, how you doing, man? It's like, oh, <laughs> Good thing there's no regret in heaven, because, man, stinking show always got me. Um, but these, these demons, guys, they are mosquitoes, right? But you have to learn how to swat your mosquitoes, okay? You'll be trained. Hang out with family. You're going to learn. There's a lot of people here who are really good at fighting, okay? Glean from them, okay? You're not just receiving the words I'm saying. You're receiving me. You're receive, this is, I'm giving, you're receiving, you're giving me. Where we, there's an exchange happening here, Right? And, and, and when you choose to love and you pour out and, and, and you spend time with each other, there's an exchange going. I, I, I you know, I, I get things from David. I, I get things from Ruth, Sam. I, I get, we all get and give, and it's this beautiful thing, right? Remember we talk about this, like roll over function. Don't, just, just be yourself. Just operate. You're, sorry, function over roll. <laughs> so, um, just function. Just be yourself. It's not like, hire me so that I can, like, share life with people. You know what I mean? We don't even get paid. <laughs> so it's, it's not really about that. It, it's, okay. Um, yeah. So the conscience, okay? Your own conscience. Now, everyone's taking science, right? Everyone has, like, their high school equipment, except my kid's still in high school, my homie G's. But maybe you didn't pass high school. Sorry, you don't have to pass high school. But I'm just saying, you've taken a science class. You understand what an atom is. Do we understand that? Okay, a particle. Then you have like a nucleus that's inside of it. And you have like these like 
things. Someone can totally school me on this. There you go. I was going to say, someone's going to come up and be like, you idiot. <laughs> it's a proton and a neutron in now. Mm. Whatever it is. Yeah, I believe it. I actually love science a lot. And I love science. I love real science, not scientific theory. I love real science, though. So, right? Things that are able to be proven. That's the definition of science, just so you know. I wish the church would have caught that in like the 70s. We would not be dealing with all this stupid theory stuff. Anyways, side topic. Right? The theory is not science. It's a theory. I have a theory. That's what it is. If it's not proven, it's not science. But it's called a scientific theory, so it gets put in the science books. Rough. Okay. Right? Anyways. Um, my little gripe for the day. Um, it, I just feel like we wouldn't be so confused. That's all good. Because science points to God, and it's freaking awesome. Uh, it's amazing. True science. Theories are theories. So, um, we're talking about science, and we're talking about like a particle, right? We're talking about the nucleus. And then they can go even deeper, and there's like stuff in between that. And I know someone knows all this stuff. And then there's like even deeper than that. And you keep going. If we keep going like deeper, deeper down our microscope, that's what I want to talk about in, in your soul, in your spirit right now. We're just going to go like, we're going to go past, past like the understanding, past the feelings, um, and like deep, deep, deep into your spirit. I believe that's the realm of the conscience. Now, again, I don't really care. It's not, it's not really about what I believe. But God speaks to our conscience. And he leads you by your conscience a lot of times. And God is actually training us to actually be led by our own conscience. Because when you start to think like he thinks and want what he wants, again, we talked about this last week, your relationship starts to change. Instead of just taking barking orders from him, he says, no longer do I call you my servant, but a friend to you I shall be. Who here has asked God what they want? God, what do you want me to do today? And he says, what do you want to do? Who here has ever had that exchange? You are, you are, <laughs> you are experiencing a change in season. I, I describe it as the radio station, right? Like you're driving. Sorry, I'm popping my ears if you guys are wondering. I don't have a twitch. My ears popping. Um, maybe I do. Um, you're driving, and let's say you're driving down the Bay Area. You get a certain part of the 80 where there's stations here in Sacramento. They don't, they don't work anymore. It's fuzzy, and you need to change channels. In the same way as you're going through your life with the Lord, the seasons are changing, right? We want to be like the sons of Essachar. The only reason they got a shout-out is because they knew what season it was, right? We want to know the season we're in, okay? If you're confused, here, okay, hear me out. If things aren't making sense, I would, I would challenge and, and like to suggest Perhaps you just don't understand the season you're in. Yeah. It would totally make sense if you knew the season you're in. Like, why is this happening this way? Why do I feel this way? Why is like this? Isn't why are like none of my friends hanging out with me? And like, if you were to 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 know the season you're in, you'd be like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, right. To know the season you're in, it's like. It's like I'm like two years old. I'm like, oh my God, what college am I going to go to? What college am I going to go to? It's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You're two years old. It's the wrong season, bud. I don't know how you heard about college, but you're two years old. It's so good. I need you to focus on learning how to play with balls. I need you to be nice to your sister. I need you to eat food. I need you to start getting potty trained. There's a totally different thing going on here. But like, if you don't know what season you're in, it's confusing. 
is this so stressful? It's like, doo -doo -doo. like, I love microphones. Um, so, anyways, does that make sense? I, I, I would, I would, I would, um, I would. English words have been so hard for me lately. I would uh, think, hypothesize, that about fifty percent of our confusion or meandering, and, and maybe being. Yeah, just confused or not knowing what's going on. It's because we're not aware of the current season. Okay, Abraham walked up the hill with the knife, with the sun. God told him to do that. He walked down with his son after killing the ram. If he didn't discern the switch of seasons, <laughs> he's like, no, God said in 2010 that I would be doing this. It's like, it's 2018, bud. It's 2018. If Abraham went up there, God told me, kill my son. The angel's like, stop. He's like, shh, you be quiet. I'm obeying God right now. He's like, no, for real, stop. He's like, I heard the word of the Lord, and I'm holding to it. It's called steadfastness, brother. No, it's called stubbornness, brother. It's called stubbornness and, 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 and an unwillingness to tune your ear. Well, hold on. I don't know what the heck is going on anymore. Slow down, then. Okay, there's a difference between being confused and not knowing, but at the same time, that's important. Just because you don't know doesn't mean you're confused. Okay? You just don't know. Maybe you're not supposed to know. You're not confused. I don't know the future. Oh, who cares? I'm confused. I don't know everything about my I'm confused. I don't know who my husband is going to be, my wife's going to be, what my job's going to be, how many kids I'm going to have. I'm so confused. No, you just don't know. Okay? And you're being taught to trust. You just don't know. You're not confused. Are you really confused? <laughs> There's nothing confusing. You're just not a mind reader. and you, God has not shown you everything. Because you don't want to know everything, okay? I'm telling you, if I even knew what I knew now about myself and the call of God in my life when I was even like five years ago, hell no. <laughs> I would not be down. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. God would be like, what? I was just showing you the next five. But, mm. <laughs> But they've been amazing years. But you don't need to know everything. Because what's... Here's the deal. If you... We're prone to wander, okay? So if you're told everything, laid out a blueprint, then there's no need for you to trust the Father and to learn how to hear His voice. You already have a set of plans. Just follow them. You don't need to hear Dad's voice. Just follow the plans. That was me. I was like, God, tell me the plans. I don't want to have to deal with this tension of listening to you. This whole relationship thing is really... And to be honest with you, the Father is not budging. You have to learn how to be in a relationship with Him. It's like a strong personality person. Wow, talk about strong personality. You're like, Dad, can you change your mind? No, I'm God. Okay, but... Mm. It's like, do you guys have friends that have strong personalities? And you're like, oh man, it's like hard to like... It's like hard to like learn how to be their friend. Right? But God is not hard. He's gentle and soft and amazing. So However, you have to adapt to be in a relationship with him. And, and it's hard on our flesh, guys. We don't like it. It's hard. Because here's the deal. He's God and King and Lord, but at the same time, he's friend and husband and, and, and comforter. And, and um, he's, he's drawing us into friendship. I said this last week. Being a servant is way easier than being a friend. 
if you want to talk about scale of easiness, just tell them what to do. Some of us don't want to be friends right now because it's a lot easier to be a servant. God, just tell them what to do. I will obey. I will obey. And that's amazing, and you have to learn that, okay? You have to learn how to submit your will, especially if you're coming out of the world. You've been doing what you want when you want forever. So, yeah, you need to learn that he's king and submit to him. There's a, there's a time and season for everything. But if he's saying, hey, no longer do I call you a servant, I call you a friend. First of all, if he says no longer, that means at one point that he did. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Why do you say it like that? But, okay, so if at one point he did, but now he's calling you a friend, but you don't want to transition from servant to friend, listen, he's loving and patient. He will continue to knock on your door forever. But just understand, if things are confusing and things are like they're foggy, it's because he's drawing you into friendship. And friendship, is, is for me, is much more harder than being a servant. Servant, because you know why? Servant, I can do subconsciously. Friendship, I have to have a conscious engagement. It's a two-way thing. Right? Yeah, thank you. Um, does that make sense? It, it requires something. But it's amazing. It's so much better to dance with him than to be freaking dragged or carried. Because he will drag you or carry you. Um, but here's the deal. It is life that he is leading you into. It's the glory of God to conceal matter and the glory of kings to seek it out. It's our glory to seek these things out. It's amazing. So your conscience, guys, listen. I keep getting away from it because it's, it's such a deep thing. And um, I'm going to go back to it. I don't want to be distracted. God is getting us to a place where we're being led by our own conscience. Where we're slowing down and we will know what the right thing to do is. And you will... and. I'm not saying you forsake God. I'm saying in that place, you say, Father, what are you saying? And he's going to start saying this to you. Because he's there, right? He's in you and you're in him. It's not like there's even inches away from y'all. It's, it's unlike anything you've ever experienced, right? It's like that like sci-fi movie where it's like two people combined, whatever. It, it is, though. What is it? Fireman or whatever, huh? Stargate, maybe. <laughs> What's that? Firestorm. Fireman. You know, like a firefighter? Um, but you guys, listen. We are talking about something so mystical here, and yet it's so biblical. Okay? I'm not talking mystical like Lord of the Rings. I'm talking about, like, magical and amazing. The kingdom of heaven. There's a reason why Narnia is prophetic for heaven, because it's magical and amazing. We're talking about a supernatural God, okay? So, just because people abuse the word mystical doesn't mean we can't use it and it's true okay so listen listen um god is with you and you're with him so you in your conscience level when you're actually listening to your own conscience the father's right there you're like what am i supposed to do and he's like you know what to do you're like uh. you're like you're talking to me he's like i am here i am and you're like Dad, what do you say about this? And he's like, well, blah, 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 whatever he wants to say. But you're speaking to him on such a deep level because you've slowed down to hear your own conscience. Okay, here is the challenge. It's 2018. You got YouTube. You got Netflix. You got ESPN. You got every app in the world. Man, I'm playing Pokemon while I'm driving, man. I'm, t I'm talking, I'm watching movies while I'm, I'm multitasking to the tilt, right? 
Like, man, I, I'm an account manager for Otis Elevator. I have 800 elevators in downtown San Francisco. Oh, man, I got stuff going on, man. I got two kids. I got all this Everything. Everything. I'm like Chris Rock. No. Uh, is that Chris Rock? Uh, but no, it's the other guy. Rush Hour. Um, anyways, we got stuff going on. And your mind is going crazy. And you and there's there's things being offered to you to distract you and so that you can be so you don't have to consciously engage with your own conscience with an N. Hear me out. There's things out there, and it's not every it's not about everything being demonic, okay? Jeez, just redeem it. It's demonic if it takes you away from God. But I don't think YouTube's demonic. I just need to utilize it in the right way. If I'm using it so I can shut off and not have to consciously engage with my conscience because there's something on my conscience. Listen, we're talking about, you know the operation game with the little needles? That, I'm talking about these super intricate things here, okay? That's why my eyes are closed because I'm like, what the frick? I'm trying to think about this stuff. Listen, your conscience, it's very hard to slow down and listen to your conscience in our day and age. There's a reason why you hear God in the shower. It's because you can't bring your phone in there. We're like drunk, we're, you know what I mean? We're like super drunk sometimes of the worldly things. It's not even, I'm not even hating on us. I'm just saying it's what happens. Like, oh, I'm gonna have some YouTube. Oh, I'm gonna have some Netflix. Oh, I'm gonna watch a couple movies. Oh, I'm gonna It's like at the end of the day, oh my God, have I even slowed down to like hear what's going on in my, in my own conscience? This isn't a performance thing. I'm not saying, now you need to put in your time. Just stop it, please. We're talking about life. Not, not a list. Okay? And don't judge the list people. Grace. Grace. Meet them where they're at. Paul said, I was all things to all men. You know what? If they're at a point where they need lists, give them a list. <laughs> like when I was in China, dude, you, you, there's nothing to give them but lists. That's all they want. That's all they will hear. Okay, that's cool. Tell me what to do. No, this is a father's heart. I don't care. Tell me what to do. Okay, pray and declare things about his heart. Okay, pray and declare. Who cares? It's where they're at. I don't care. If the point is to reach them, I'm just trying to say, as we get revelations, don't let it turn into pride and self-righteousness, okay? It's, it's really ineffective. Keep your heart in a place of, I want this person to receive life. Come on. Right? You'll notice me and Brian talk differently depending on who's here and where people are at. We're prophetically preaching to meet people where they're at. The great thing is it's such ripe soil, we can say whatever the heck we want. <laughs> but the point is that we would receive life. Okay, anyways. Um, your conscience. We often don't even have time to slow down. Why is it that you hear God when you're on the pot? It's because you're not, I mean, man, there's a, you're finally away. You're finally away. You slow down. I'm like, what is going on in here? Ooh, there's a fence right here? Oh. Ooh, I seared my conscience when I did that. Ow. Oh, man, I've been, like, medicating with, like, media to, like, because I just didn't want to look at this thing. You guys, it is our glory and goodness to slow down and to look at our conscience. Here's what you're going to find, though. You're going to find that in the inner workings of your own conscience, there's a lot of, that is where the real business goes down. That's where the real stuff goes down. That's where the fear has been birthed. That's where the offense starts. If you feel afraid and offense way out here, you guys, that is like, 
you're looking at the branches and the leaves of a little seed that is like planted deep in your conscience. We, you see what I mean? Here's what we have to do. Here's what we have to do. Here's what we have to do. Yeah, it's super good. It's so good. It's good for me. I swear, I hear things up here. I'm like, oh, that's so good. I never thought of it. I swear, I'm serious. Holy Spirit speaks. We're in, we're in live. This is not TiVo. God is speaking. It's cool. Um, your, your conscience, that is where these things are going on. Remember the nucleus, right? We're, we're even deeper into the nucleus in the microscope. We're talking these deep things. Here's what you're going to find, though. All these yucky, icky things when you go there. Honestly. And, we, and if you don't have the gospel, I would hate to go there. And this is what the world is doing. They are avoiding it like the plague. What can I do to not look at my own soul? Okay, let's just, for me, do a lot of drugs, smoke a lot of weed, have, have sex, uh, just medicate. I just need to medicate. I just need to not deal with it. I need to be distracted. <laughs> Give me a job that works like 12 hours a day. <laughs> I just, I just got to stay busy because, man, if I slow down, this is really scary. It's because it's really nasty. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of skeletons in the closet. But there's a lot going on there. And I will say that the way you're acting and the way you're behaving, the way you're manifesting life out of you, whether it's life with other stuff mixed in, it all depends on what is in your conscience. I'll tell my, like, my, like me and Steph, she's not here, I can say whatever I want. I'm just kidding. No, she's at a woman's retreat. But, um, like, if, if, like, Saturday, if I'm preaching and we're having, like, a, like we have a disagreement or something, it's never happened yet. But, just kidding. Um, joking. Um, but if we have a disagreement or something, you know, something something happens, and uh, she she gets offended at me or get offended at her, or something happens, I have to clear my conscience before I come to preach. I can't preach without a clear conscience. The only criteria for preaching is having a clear conscience and being saved. <laughs> um, that would help. Um, but. I even sit her down, I'm like, oh, I know we're going through this stuff, and I know there's all these unsolved problems, I, I, I understand, but like, I need you to forgive me, and I need to forgive you, I need to be released. We can deal with the problem later. I just need it, because I need to clear my conscience. Because if not, I'll be up here sharing, and there's this other thing, like, you know? Um, you guys, here's the deal. When you start, when you slow down, and you look at your own soul and your conscience deep in, you have to know the gospel. You have to know the gospel. You have to consider the gospel this ointment. You need to apply the ointment onto whatever's going on. You need to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because here's the deal. If you look at your own conscience and you feel uh, condemned, like, man, I'm just judging myself. I feel shame. I feel guilt. And I'm super offended at that freaking girl, Brittany. Ugh! She's a jerk. What she said to me earlier. Hey, she's so judgmental. I'm not though. <laughs> but uh, sheesh, that girl is judgmental. Not me though. She probably has hatred in her heart. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> I freaking hate hatred. <laughs> Amazing. All right. People get offended at me when I'm not offended at what's going on in politics. I'm like, really? You're offended? I'm not offended. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> You hate because you perceive hate. Mm. It's whatever. Um, it's just hypocrisy in our own hearts too. But you guys, when we look there and you find all those things, uh, 
Brittany's judging me. I feel judged by her. Over here, I feel super shameful for what I did, and I'm judging myself. Over here, I feel super accused, like some outside voice is accusing me. I wonder if it's a demon. But I don't understand all that yet. I just feel accused. Well, side note, the Bible says that the, the enemy is the great accuser of the brethren. And when he says great, it means great. Here's what I mean. He's really, really good at it. He's great. It's his job to accuse you. Don't be afraid of him. Just understand. Know what time it is. If you're being accused, it's not from God. God, there's therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, who then is there to accuse you? If God did not send his own son, will he not give you all the, who, Who's there to accuse you? He's literally like questioning the universe. Who dare accuse the sons of God, right? And the demon's like, me, it's my job. <laughs> like, I got this crappy job. <laughs> they do have a crappy job. But um, remember, God's in control of those demons. He's not telling them what to do, but he is full. Any moment, God can just, but he has, he has, he has great plans for those things. For you, not for them. They're going to. <laughs> but, um, right, they don't have a good future. But anyways, if you can, if your love is strengthened by learning that the accusations are not true, then how, how amazing is that, right? Okay, but guys, listen. Okay, I'm going back. <sighs> Journey to the center of the earth again, all right? Honey, I drunk the kids. We're going back in. Okay, so <laughs> stupid. Uh, so we're going back in. The conscience. You see all these things there. Brittany, judge me. Uh... I'm like super, I'm, I'm super feel a lot of shame and, 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 and judgment of myself for what I did and what I was thinking there. I'm judging myself. I feel accused. Um, I don't even know by who. I just feel accusation. I feel shame. I, I'm afraid. There's all these things in your conscience. And a lot of times they, don't, they go undealt with because we're so busy. Here's, here's what the Father has. Slow down and apply the gospel of Jesus to every single item, even if you do it one by one, even if you have to journal, I highly suggest journaling. Make a journal for what's on your conscience for that day. It's awesome. Oh my God, I'm feeling this, 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 I'm feeling this. Then you get to look at it and it's clear instead of just this thing deep down. And you apply the gospel of Jesus. There's therefore now no condemnation. Oh my God. Oh God, you forgive me. Those who are forgiven can forgive much. Jesus, if you forgive me, I can forgive Brittany. And Father, I just bless this girl. And oh, forgive me for judging. I just realized as I forgave her that I was judging her for judging me. Oh Lord, forgive me. Oh, bless her. I pray for her. God, you just bless Brittany. And I don't even mean like bless her so that she can be nice to me. I just mean bless her. And then you're like, oh my God. Even though I sinned and did something that's not who I really am, I'm forgiven. I'm free. You separated me as far as the east is from the west. It's the gospel of Jesus. Okay, no, there's no, no, no shame. There's no guilt. And the Bible says, even when my own heart condemns me, God is greater than my heart. Okay, stop judging myself, heart. Stop judging me. Stop judging me. If God's not judging me, I don't want to judge me. It's the gospel of Jesus. It's like aloe vera to your, aloe vera to your sunburn. And I would know. I'm like Norwegian. Um, <laughs> where's Megan? Oh. No, Heather Megan. She's telling me she's not reading today. Um, you guys, picture the gospel as like a as like a jar of ointment. It, listen, if you don't know the gospel, don't go to your conscience. I mean, it's gonna be horrifically horrible. I mean, probably should still go there, but you're not gonna know what to do. You need to apply the love of the Father. It's the gospel of Jesus, and if you need to know about the gospel, ask anyone here. 
okay? Um, it's very simple. It's designed for babes and infants to understand it. So it's not like, it's not like you need to like be necessarily super wise. It's the gospel of Jesus. It's very simple. But it's really that you're loved unconditionally. Honestly, it's like the Katy Perry song, Unconditional Love. That's such a good song, redeemed by God. Um, but unconditional love, just apply that to what's going on in your conscience, and you guys will have a clean conscience. I'm telling you, it is the best feeling in the world. And then all of a sudden, you're actually walking according to the Spirit. You and the Father walking, and, you, and, 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 you're, and you're being led by your own conscience. Does this make sense? Yeah. Do you see how I could say be led by your own conscience? It's not when your conscience is filled with all this stuff, because then you should probably exercise some self-control, you know what I'm saying? Don't be saying everything you're feeling. But... Um, I'm joking. But you really, though, you know, if you're offended and all this stuff, you need to deal with these things. Like I said, we love the power. We love all the anointing. But we need to allow Father to deal with our conscience and our heart, right? Okay, so, guys, as we get a clean conscience and a free conscience, and listen, it doesn't need to be periodic, like, systematic, how I made a bullet point list. That's how my mind works. Maybe you just need to lay out on the floor and be like, oh, take it all. You know, like yell out everything that's like on your heart. Maybe you need to journal. I highly suggest journaling. Just journal out. Write it out. Or maybe verbally just talk with Father. Father, oh, man. Like I know you, I know you, like you want to talk to me, but can I just talk to you for a while? He's like totally down, obviously. Just vent. Just talk to him about everything. Oh, this is going on. Blah, 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 blah. But then go back. Now that you've... Uh, now that you've talked about your conscience, apply the gospel. Yeah. You guys, and then when you have a clean conscience, you're actually being led, your conscience is leading you to do things. Like you're looking at someone, you're like, man, I just want to give them a hug. And you're like, oh, go ahead and give them a hug. <laughs> or you're like, you're like, what should I do? And you're like, man, I just want to spend time with these people. Or like, then your conscience is actually the compass navigation system that it was designed to be. You see, we have a tool that often gets like stuff splattered on it and it becomes ineffective. But we were designed for our conscience, for God to fine-tune and tilt our conscience to lead us places and to lead us to do things and to lead us and to speak to us in that level. Because when you have a clean conscience, you can hear Father's voice like that. Because he's in you and you're in him. It's not, you're not sending up a call to heaven, right? If you want to know how to hear the voice of God, understand the gospel, clean your conscience, you can hear him. Super quickly. Super clearly is the, really the answer, right? Okay. Here's a suggestion. It's a thought. It's food for thought. Um, there's a lot of noise going on. And I'm, I'm about to end this. I'm about to wrap it up. There's a lot of noise, whether it be media, all these different things going on. And it may be hard for you to slow down. Maybe you've never even slowed down. What I'm talking about, you know it's inviting, but it's so, like, foreign. <laughs> You're like, that would be cool. No, it, it's going to be cool. You're going to do it, and it's going to be freaking great. You're going to actually slow down. Um, take a couple NyQuil, journal, I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> but just slow down, just slow down. Um, take a trip to, like, Ohio or something? No. Um, but listen, and um, when you, here's an idea that helps with this. I'm not putting a law on you. I'm just saying. Fasting is very powerful. It's a very powerful tool. That's all it is. It's a tool. It's something you get to do, not that you have to do. I highly suggest it. Um, just fast for a day. You will realize, if you've never fasted before, how much of we rely on food sometimes. But um, that's a different message for a different day, really. But um, 
Basically, Corinthians says that food for the stomach, God for the body. We can actually be sustained by the life of Jesus. And that's what fasting is. You're just being sustained by him. So there's way more I can talk about fasting. But if, if when I said, hey, maybe a fast would help you, and you're like, oh, yes. All it is is like, you hear what I'm saying about slowing down the conscience, and you're like, I want to do that. And I'm saying, here's a way to make it easier. That's all it is. If you're not trained in this. If you're like, this is all good for you all day, every day you slow down, and you're like, oh, Jesus. If that's good for you, then great. Maybe fasting, you don't need it right now. But if this is like, oh, my God, I want to slow down. I am seriously caught up in MTV2 land right now. And like, oh, it sucks. I'm using a metaphor. But like, you just, it's too much noise. I suggest a fast. Just do it. I mean, what's the worst that happen? You get hungry? <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you die, it's not my fault. Um, but I'm joking. But, you know, just... Uh, just trust the Lord, but I really think that I know that it's an amazing tool, and if you've never used it, it'll be really you'll, it'll be cool for you. So let's pray, Holy Spirit, and by Holy Spirit I mean God. How about this? By Holy Spirit I mean the Spirit of God. The same thing, so much more power.